Welcome to Freedom to Choose, brought to you by Just As I Am Ministries, giving hope to people caught in the devastation of addiction. In their series, Questions from Prison, Rich and Susan Kallenberg share 14 messages they teach to prisoners and answer their questions from within the walls of captivity. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom 18 years ago from their out-of-control lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. Break free from the chains that may bind you or your loved ones. Now here's Rich and Susan on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. How is Susan today? I'm doing very well, and you? I'm doing fine, thank you. Good. Uh, let's talk a little bit once again about our program, Questions from Prison. What, pri- what facility are we talking about, Susan? We go into the um, FWF, the Folsom Women's Facility in Folsom, California. Are we meeting some new friends there? We are. It's, it's going very well. It's pretty nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and also what we're doing there is we're going through a workbook called Steps to Christ Recovery Edition. The title kind of tells it all. And it's a 14-part, uh, 14-chapter um, book. And so that's what we're doing. We're doing this series on, on that book. And if you're struggling with any kind of addiction, I highly recommend this book. If you're struggling at all with anything, um, any kind of sin, or if you just want to get closer to God, that like I say, that the the uh, title says it all: Steps to Christ Recovery Edition. How do we? How would they get that book if they want to? If get they'd it? like to get the book, they can give us a call at nine one six six four five one two nine seven. Again, the phone number is nine one six six four five one two nine seven. And if we're not there, just leave a message, and uh, we'll give you a call back. Okay, thank you. And Susan, would you would you begin the, today's program with a word of prayer, please? Yes. Our loving Father in heaven, we are um, thankful for another day of life, another opportunity to talk about your goodness, and we just pray that you will send your spirit to guide and direct our thoughts and our words, and, and that just the right people will hear and be drawn closer to you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, so... Uh, Typically, uh, like we always do, we start in the facility at a whiteboard, and we put some questions up there. That's why we call the program Questions from Prison. And as we ask these questions, more questions are generated. Mm -hmm. And so let's kind of go through that as we go through the book also. But the three questions that we put up on the board uh, this week were, Can I really know God? What does God like? And can I really understand the Bible? Now, those are pretty good questions, aren't they? Yes. Okay, the title of the series, of course, is Questions from Prisons, and we're in week 10. And what is the title of week 10 in the book? The title is Give Me More, A Knowledge of God. The more you know and trust God, the better he can help you heal. Now, why would we have to trust God? Well, I mean, you... is, is, that, is that what... The Bible maybe means by faith? Yes, because okay. God's not going to force you, okay. number one. So why, why, why do we have to trust him? We have to believe in, and um, have faith in him that what he says is true. So what he says he's going to do is true. Is true. Correct. Um, when you go to the doctor, 
Are you going to... you got to trust that what he, the prescription he gives you is the is right going prescription. It's the right prescription, right. and it's going to do what it says it's going to do, right? right. I know we did bring up the fact that uh, just let's just say you had a terminal illness, and you went to the doctor, and the doctor says, well, you've got this, this illness, but you know what? They've just had a, a breakthrough, and there's medication that will, will heal you, and he gives you the prescription, would it make much sense for you to toss the prescription out the window on the way home? No. It would make no sense, would it? Jesus has given us a prescription for a terminal illness, mm. and especially in the facility there, we, because those women are all going to get out, and we plead with them, don't toss that prescription out the window on the way home. Right. You've met Jesus in here. He's prescribed for you, and you're getting healthy, and they all are. They, the ones that are coming to the class, they, they're, the smiles, they're, they're, the faces are light, lighted up, and a whole new way of thinking. And so they're starting to trust the physician. Mm-hmm. And it's just an encouragement for you too, folks, that are listening. You don't throw that prescription out the window. If you're just coming to Jesus, trust him. He does have the right. He's never lost a case that anyone who has trusted him has put their faith in him. He's never, he's never let them down, ever. And God uses now. God, God does communicate with us in many different ways, and we'll talk about a few of them today, okay? But He uses every possible way He can, and He's eager for us to know Him and trust Him. And part of that, and I know uh, I, we've talked about it before in our relationship. The more I get to know my my wife, the more I trust her, and uh, that's the way it is with God. The more you start to work with him and uh, start helping other people with God and you see the results, the more you trust him. He said, wow. Right, and that's the basis of a healthy relationship is the more you interact, the more you spend time, the more trust you build, the more confidence you can have, and and the healthier you are. Um, and I think I, I wouldn't mind if we, if we, we stopped here and talked a little bit about what goes on in the in the brain and and ask because as we walk with God we want to continue to monitor thoughts monitor our feelings mm-hmm. you know he says right. examine yourself and see if you're in the faith and so we want to be we want to watch what we're putting in our brains what you know all these types of things because they will change us right by beholding you become by changed by beholding you become changed but one of the the, the struggle that we have as as people on this planet is is uh and uh, uh, for lack of better term, I, I, I th- call I call it a mind diagram, if you will. But I can't draw a diagram over the over the airwaves, so I'll try to describe it to you. But your mind, uh, you, your mind is governed by the will, and it's influenced by your thoughts and your feelings. And we have, as Paul described it, uh, the old man, and then of course we have new man the spiritual nature and of course the old man that's selfishness that's genetic vulnerabilities right and they manifest themselves in two ways uh hereditary tendencies toward evil mm-hmm. and habitual tendencies tendencies in other words hereditary what you in- inherit and then of course habitual those bad habits that you've nurtured and you've become real good at those so those are your those are your genetic vulnerabilities your selfishness and basically, that's that's sensualism, egoism, and materialism. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Those are the pull. 
Those what drag us down. Are are they bad in and of themselves? No. That's our natural tendency. That's, but but that's our natural tendency is to 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 be selfish. Be, be proud. Mm-hmm. You know, like the nice dangly shiny thing, materialism, uh, egoism. Be proud and uh, sensualism. You know, uh, lustful things, things like that. And so that's the way we are. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the way we are. And, of course, we want what we want, and we want it now. We want those three. We want what we want, and we want it now. Then we have, of course, this new nature at rebirth, this spiritual nature. And that's where logic is, that's where reason is, and that's where our center of worship is. And there's that pull between those two natures. I want what I want, and I want it right now. And, of course, the logic and reason is saying, not a good idea. You know, I want to have that... Uh, I want to have that banana split for the third night in a row at 10 o'clock at night, and the logic and reason is saying, not a good idea, that has long-term consequences. Your brain has the ability to recognize future consequences from current actions as long as you continue to use that part of the brain. Right. But if we stop using logic and reason and use the lower nature, use that I want what I want and I want it now nature— Logic and reason goes out the window, and future consequences are not what we're worried about. We're worried about what we want, and we really don't care who we hurt in getting it. And, and so what we are trying to do now as we are reborn and we're seeing right from wrong is to understand there are future consequences to the, these actions, and they not only affect us, they, they affect a lot of other people. I know in, in my addiction, I was like a speedboat. I left a wake of destruction. It didn't matter who I hurt. I wanted what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the way we get. And, and, and until God gets a hold of our hearts, we're run by that nature. And so if God gets a hold of your heart, if he's getting a hold of your heart right now, listen to that promptings of the Holy Spirit. Understand there are future consequences to your, your current actions, and they not only will harm you eternally, but you're going to harm other people. Myself, I got tired of hurting other people. Mm-hmm. It, I, you know, it, it's a hard life. Well, and, and what's even more difficult is that we also talk about ruts in the brain. As you continue to do, um, whether they're good things or bad things, over and over again, you create those habits, and those habits are are worn in, into your character and into your personality. And so there isn't a time when you can say, okay, I don't want to be like that anymore. You're you're stuck in a rut, you're, yeah, literally, yeah. And so your ruts it, are driving you exactly. So it takes a lot of um, takes the power of the Holy Spirit, God working in your life, and Jesus working in your life, and practicing the um, that that tool of reason that God has given to every human the being. The power of the kingly power of reason, individuality, the power to think and to do. That's God right. has given us all that kingly power of reason, and when at rebirth. It seems like God shows us the difference between good and bad, and we're able to have the power finally to make that choice. Um, and I think it's just by a, a, a way of God revealing himself to us over and over, and the more we uh, walk with him, the more he reveals. And I, I, the first question that we had put up, I want to get back to that before we get t- too deep in the weeds here, um, is how does God reveal himself? Mm-hmm. And there are three parables in in the Bible that um, I love, mm-hmm. and they, to me, 
because I always I always look at the Bible as it's not about Solomon's, and it's not about David's, and it's not about Elijah's, and it's not about Moses's. It's about what God does with those people. Right. It's it's what what God is willing to do to go in and sweep up the broken glass of a, of a Solomon that had all these sexual addictions, and and of a David that pretty much ruined Israel with with his sin with Bathsheba and and disrupted the household and everything went crazy. But what God is willing to do to come in and sweep up that broken glass and fix it. So the Bible is about how God treats people. And the parables that that I wanted to talk about today were, uh, of course, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son, the Mm -hmm. prodigal son. Mm -hmm. And what does it say about God? And we asked the question in the facility, you know, what did the sheep have to do to be found? What does a sheep have to do to be found? He has to cry out. He cries out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what the sheep does. He cries out. And, of course, the sheep knows, and all the girls, they, 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 know, the, they know the shepherd's voice. That's right. And then we asked him, did, did the shepherd, what do you suppose he does? Do you think he picks up that lost sheep, especially if it's got a twisted leg or something? Or do you think he drives the sheep back with a whip? What do you suppose the shepherd does? Oh, he picks them up, carries them back. Yeah. And so the sheep cries out. What does the coin do to be found? The coin can't do anything to the be found. Coin does nothing. Right. Okay, once again, see, we're looking at like a diamond, different facets of, of salvation, and they're, they're talked about in the parables. And so God, these three are lined up so well. So, that, so the third one is, of course, the lost son. And I find it, the more I read this parable, the more that I get out of it. Number one, um, he takes half of his inheritance and he takes off. Right. What do you think the father said? Oh, I'm glad to get rid of that kid. Or do you think there was a tear running down the father's cheek? The father was probably pretty sad, right? So then where does the child end up? He ends up in the pig in pen. In the pig, pig pen. No money eating pig's food. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to the pig's food a little bit later. But he's in the pig pen and he's eating pig's food. So why does all of a sudden, because the Bible says he comes to himself, mm-hmm. why does he decide now to go back home? Because he is just thinking he, it's going to be a little bit better off than he's where he's He's going to get at. better food. Right. That's, that's what he's thinking. He says, at least, so he prepares a speech. He prepares a speech and he says, I'm going to tell my father, Father, I've sinned against you. Let me become as one of the hired servants. He goes, at least that way I'll get some food, right? Mm-hmm. I, at least it'll be better than here. So he comes back, and what, what does a father do? Does, does a father wait for him to come into the house so he can tell him, so he can scold him? What does no, he do? No, the father sees him from afar off, right? And he runs out to meet him. So what do you think is happening inside that son's heart as that father is running towards him crying and falls upon him and kisses his neck. What do you think is happening? Because, you know, he's got this speech prepared, and and he says, Father, I've sinned against you, and the Father cuts him off. He won't even let him finish his speech. Right. He says, I have none of that. And what does he say? Bring a coat over here and cover his nakedness. Yeah. I don't want anyone to see my son like this. God doesn't want anyone to see us in distress, anyone to see us naked or shameful or the guilt that we're feeling. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be happy and healthy. And to me, that coat is more than just a covering for sin. It's how God 
wants to make us know that he doesn't want anybody to see us ugly. Right. He wants to bring back that wholeness. That image of God that was created in us originally, he wants to restore that, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's a ring, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. The ring of authority. So he gets the bank account back. He says, you're my son. There's nothing you can do about that. You are my son. You're my son. And then, of course, there's some shoes involved, right? Yes. What do the shoes represent? The shoes represent the path of his life. The path of his life. He's going to walk in some new shoes. Walk He's in newness of and life. newness of life. Okay. Now, what do you think is going through the son's mind as all of this is happening? And all of a sudden now he says, let's kill the fatted calf. And he says, wait a minute. I didn't deserve this. I mean, I, I took all your money. I went, what do you suppose is good? Now he is in the process of understanding his father finally right and it took a pig's pen for him to understand see we wonder why we go through trials and it's not because that's the only way god can reveal his love to us but that's one way that god can get a hold of our hearts and to say look at this is what i want for you see the the contrast between the pig's food and the feast mm-hmm what a contrast. He just wanted to be a hired servant. He wanted to eat with the servants. That's what he wanted. He would have took that. But no, the fatted calf, the big feast. What about spiritually? What's the spiritual application? There's pig's food going around for doctrine about the character of God, about our Father and how much he loves us. There's pig food out there. Mm -hmm. But God has said, no, look at this picture of the prodigal son. God is interested in people. He's interested in you and me, and you're his daughter, and I'm his son, and this is what he wants for us. All we have to do is turn and start to walk down the driveway. Right. So what does the sheep do? Cries out. What's the coin do? Nothing. What does the boy do? He He just gets onto the driveway. And God does the rest. Mm-hmm. And the heart begins to change. All of a sudden, a whole new picture of the Father is manifested that he never saw the whole time he was there. He thought that all of the Father's rules and regulations were to harm him. You know, God's, God's rules and regulations, he has some guidelines. We have them in, in, our, in our society, too. They're to keep us from harming one another. That's what they're for. They're not... They're not, uh, um, I mean, they're a wall of protection. Right. You know, they're a wall of protection. I think we've talked before about the school zone. You know, mm-hmm. when you're driving in a school zone, what happens? What happens? Why, why do you go 25 miles an hour? Well, because of Because stop. the sign says yes, so, sign, right? Right. Right? Because the sign says so. Well, not so fast. Other people go 25 because there could be a police officer around and there could be some really, really... Don't want the consequences they don't want of the having consequences, a ticket. Right? right? And of course, what is the third reason? It's because of the children. The children. You want to do the right thing because you don't want to harm anybody. That's when that 25 mile an hour speed zone law ends up in the heart. Right. When God says it's the same law, just a different location. I Mm -hmm. want it in your heart. I don't even want you to think about being angry with people. Love others as I have loved you. That's it. That's it. And when we get that, we're going to find that it's a whole lot easier to live. It's a whole lot easier to live. Uh, 
So God is interested in people. Jesus came, and the sad part about it was the religious leaders of the day did not like the fact that God was interested in people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I often think about how that had to have made Jesus feel because he came to show who the Father was. And he came, and sometimes he healed whole towns. And he did what he could do to reveal the Father's love. And they said he had a devil. They hated him for it. And I've often wondered, you know, the achings of of God's heart as the very people, the people that knew the Bible the best. Because I wonder about today, here and now, the people that know the Bible the best, you know, what are we saying about God? Is he willing? Is he the kind of God that is going to do anything to come and get you out of a pig pen? And and not only that, what happens when we're just coming to God because we want better consequences for our lives or we want um, the changes in our own desire and we know that Jesus must have healed, you know, who knows how many people, but when he ended up on the cross, and I think there was maybe three people there, there was his mother, Mary, and I believe John, and throughout his whole ministry, he had given, given, given. And then at the very end of his life, I, I believe there's a whole lot more people that are going to be um, in the kingdom. But, um, you know, so why why do we come to Jesus and what's our purpose? And, and um, why do we come to God and turn our hearts over to God? Is it just for the temporary, for the now, because I need something? Or is it, yeah, I want to be made well. I need to... I need to have that. I want. I want that different nature. You, yeah, you want that different nature. Um, even another very important because you were talking about the foot of the cross, and there was only a couple people there. Another very important time in Christ's life was just before that in Gethsemane. Right. Remember, he mm-hmm. said, "I got three guys. Would you watch and would you pray?" His friends. His friends, and they fell asleep. Um, I mean, when he went through the toughest time, he had no human support, whatever. Um, but he did have his connection with God. Uh-huh. And that's mm-hmm. his example to us is to show us that if we stay connected to God, that no matter what happens to us, we too can 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 get through the the attacks of the devil and other people and, and the sin in this world. And sometimes it'll take some therapy. I mean, not only does the Bible talk about parables and, and, and give that a picture, us a picture of God through the parables, but I mean, look at Moses. He murders someone. He has to go into 40 years of time out. The stories in the Bible are also showing us a picture of what God is willing to do and how he will do things for us, in, you know, in our lives. So Moses goes through 40 years of time out. Dealing with sheep, <laughs> right. right? And, uh, you know, we deal with donkeys. Yes. But we're not in too much time out right now. But these things, all these types of things teach us stuff. Right. And so uh, for me, I love looking at the stories in the Bible about uh, uh, about the people and, and what is God doing with them. I mean, Peter says, my God will not hang on a cross. Remember that? Yes. And Jesus says, I got to go. I'm going to go hang on a cross now. Jesus, no, no, no. My, or Peter, Peter says, Peter says uh, no, no, no. My God won't hang on a cross. Jesus says, yes, he will. Get behind me, Satan. You don't know what I came to do yet. Right. But it's okay if we don't know everything about Jesus. I mean, that's what I love about Peter. Um, well, I love about what God did with Peter. 
because he's like Peter was like me. I mean, I'm hard headed. I I don't get it a lot. And and you know, Jesus washed his feet after Peter. You know, Peter said, "No, don't do it." Right. But he but he was able to talk him into doing it. And uh, it's and a, then he denied him. And then he denied him. And uh, but Peter was the first one that he, Jesus told Mary and be sure and tell Peter sure that I've resurrected Peter because Peter needed it. Yes. God right. does what we need, yes. and he knows what we need. So we'll ask the question again today, because only you're the one that can answer it. Do you want to be made well? Do you trust the physician enough to take the medication and not throw it out the window? That's a, only a question that you can answer, that I can answer, that Susan can answer for her help, self also. Um, next week, we'll head into week 11 of the book, Steps to Christ Recovery Edition. If you'd like to get a hold of this book, you can give us a call, 916-645-1297. Remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing's a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle, and you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor? Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose in the series Questions from Prison. There truly is hope for anyone whose life is in addiction captivity. Whether behind walls or not, Rich and Susan are living testimonials and they've created this seven-step biblically-based handbook and a recovery workbook to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook for someone you know or if you're a member of a church and you'd like to create a ministry in the area of addiction, Rich and Susan can help you get started. Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they're supported by people like you. Call 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.